So it's been a day. It's been a Monday for sure. How's your day? Your week? Same. My assistant called in and we closed this week. So that was fun. I had a bunch of random people show up to like do things. And I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, I'm removing the motors on your door. I'm like, no, you're not. Bye. Oh. Yeah. It was one of those. Some lady wanted to check out the building. She's like, I'm thinking about renting this. And she goes, I need, um, I need to walk around. And I said, you can see right here from the lobby. <laughs> and I said, you can't go past the teller line. But that's what I want to see. I go, well, I'm sorry. That's a security risk. I'm not letting you do that. Yeah. Until you own the building and talk to the bank. then. And she's like, I'm going to call your people and let them know how rude you were to me. I said, oh, please do. I'll probably get mm-hmm. a rate. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. You can't. I mean, banks that have bathrooms behind the teller lines cannot let employees or can't let visiting people use the bathrooms. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, want to go into the vault? You want to see where we keep the cash? Come on. Mm-hmm. Come case Take the pictures, place. you know? Okay, so I'm drinking this red wine. It's called Rabble. And it's Rabble? really yummy. Rabble. Oh. It's from Paso Robles, which I was just in this weekend. Um, oh, yeah. But that's not, that's not where I got it. Um, Dave got me this bottle f- as a thank you for bringing down a cat from yeah how was that how was your kitten journey um it was it was good it was better than I expected oh that's good I honestly expected to smell cat pee the whole way oh because no. he, he was he was in a carrier but he's only like two months old but and now a lot lots of mouths oh yes for sure he definitely cried I mean we talked the whole way for like six hours you and <laughs> but, the cat yeah <laughs> but he was okay. He'd he'd nap, you know, he did the cat nap and then he'd wake up and be like, Why the fuck am I still in this thing? Like <laughs> I'm done. I'd wake up and be home. <laughs> mm-hmm. The good news though is because of that, I don't think this cat ever wants to go outside again. Oh. <laughs> because the last time it went outside because at my, my brother in law and sister's house, the kittens were all inside for their whole lives because they live on a ranch and there's like coyotes and so they can't go outside all the time. So the only time he's ever been outside is to go in a six-hour car ride. So I, I think he's like, me. yeah, no, I'm straight. I can just be here. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I forgot to mention, I went to a haunted cemetery this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm going to do a little research on it and see what it's truly about. Because Casey did some preliminary research on it and was there's some lady who had like five kids and lost them all you know a long long time ago to like tuberculosis or something and so she's rumored to like go to their graves and leave flowers and you know like a tormented mother's soul yeah it's really sad Angela's Um, ashes (laughs) yeah so I we went wine tasting and, you know, all up, they live in, in Paso Robles and um, Creston and. Are you the one that set the fire up there? No. Oh, no, that was Napa Valley. Sorry. Oh, I was like, well, I didn't even know there was a fire there. <laughs> yeah, it just burned a bunch of vineyards. Yeah, I did see uh, a friend of mine lives near there and was posting pictures in Napa. But that's 
quite a distance still from Paso. California's yeah, fucking big, man. It's a <laughs> long state. It takes us like 12 hours from San Diego up to uh, Redding. Yeah. I guess it would be. Well, I was just inland of the Central Coast, you know, just inland of San Luis Obispo. So it's about halfway, I would say, to, yeah. you know, through the state. And that's about six hours, five and a half hours. Although I never go through L.A. So I take a little bit longer just because I don't want to go through L.A. Yeah, I get that. I get but that. I don't want to sound like an old person talking about my travels. Oh. Well, did you take this freeway? <laughs> no. <laughs> my point totally was... True. My point was this wine is really good. And next time I'm up there, I might have to go to this vineyard because it also has a rad label. I think I'm, I'll post a picture of this label. I don't know if you can see. It looks like the apocalypse, which kind of makes sense about. Yeah, that. it's um, it's definite. I don't think that's well, maybe it is. It almost looks like a flower. Instead of fire. Oh, but it's a rebellious wine. It's a rebellious flower. <laughs> yeah. It's a rebellious wine. I don't know what that means, but the label is pretty rad. It's the little things, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting a bottle of wine and I got one. So, I mean, that's like, that's never a bad thing. Never. Okay. So are we ready? Oof. Oh, I'm just drinking Jim Beam. You don't have a huge story to go with it? Come on, man. I don't. <laughs> I know. I I get paid Wednesday. I do have a story, but it's way too long. Oh. Did we want to do your story first, or or yes, do you want to? Because I want to get it over with. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> what do you have for us this week, then? Okay. So, I dumb Ashley. Dumb Ashley, that's a new word. Wow. That was a weird pause there. <laughs> So, I decided it had been 19 years since 9-11. I wanted to do the conspiracy theories. Um, okay. As I, I, I dived into it, I got really into it. And there's a lot of information out there. I don't know. I'm not going to go into the whole the government did it because I can't live that way if I actually believe that, even an iota. Yeah, I, I can can't that. believe that it's something that we planned and we did this for whatever political reasons. I just can't. I can't phantom that because then I can't move on with my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Fathom, I think you meant to say. But what yeah, I say phantom. It sounded Literally. cooler. Yeah, you did. Phantom, phantom. All the whatever. same. Yeah. So no, I, I, I agree. It's a lot to take. It was a lot. So I did bring up some random ones, but I tried to do the most, the most that you hear about the most, whatever. I know mm -hmm. what I wanted to say. So right. like the most popular. Yes. The most popular theories. So I used Wikipedia and remember when we talked about how England has like everything on us? Yes. Okay. So I literally got three of these. Most of my research was done from um, the sun.co.uk um, history.co.uk I was like Jen's right <laughs> like hey we're we're all in there um, popularmechanics.com and um, thecollectiveevolution.com 
So anyway, I, I debated on doing this subject anyway, just because it's still a very, it's very fresh in a lot of our minds. Yeah, it's so very sensitive. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to make anybody's grief worse. But um, I am going to give you a quick background for anyone that's been living in the core of the earth. I also just want to 20 years. Go I also ahead. just want to throw it out there that like I will be making some jokes that are probably extremely inappropriate, <laughs> but it is my natural default state is to be sarcastic. So I really do apologize in advance for being seemingly insensitive. I promise I am very sensitive to the issue. I'm just um, an asshole a lot of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I get that. That's why we get along. Yeah. I just wanted to put that up at the top. <laughs> Um, so I literally got this straight up from Wikipedia. It's just, it's almost verbatim. I just want to get the facts up there because I know there might be some millennials that maybe were little tiny kids or they know a little bit. So I'm just going to kind of give you a rough draft of what happened that day. Mm -hmm. So on September 11th, 2001, often referred to as 9-11, there were a series of four coordinated terrorist attacks by the Islamist terrorist group Al-Qaeda against the United States. So on the morning of September 11, 2001, the attacks resulted in 2,977 fatalities, over 25,000 injuries, and we don't even know how many long-term health consequences. Like, we're still learning. Yeah, we're still hearing about people today that are having cancers and things like that due to the air quality and things. Yes, and John Stewart, the comedian talk show host he's very very um what's the word i want very into giving money still to the people that were um at ground zero that day and helped out and the sicknesses they've been through he's a big advocate that's the word i was looking for huge yeah. advocate. isn't uh dennis leary that way too probably um, i think he knew people in that firehouse it was a 49 or something yeah I think it was because he played a fireman and they kind of helped oh, him out like that. That I don't might know be if it. Called him or it was because of that. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. So in addition to the, of everyone dying, um, it was at least $10 billion in infrastructure and property damage. It's the single deadliest terrorist attack in human history and the single deadliest incident for firefighters and law enforcement. With 343 firefighters dying and 72 police officers. Uh, wow. I didn't realize it was that many police officers. One of the firemen was killed by someone falling on him from jumping from the Twin oh, Towers. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'll oh, see it. This is the shit. I start reading this and I'm like, I can't do this. No, like, that's. Woof. Four passenger airliners, which had departed from airports in the northeastern United States mostly from Boston, um, bound for California, were hijacked by 19 Al-Qaeda terrorists. Two of the planes, American Airlines Flight 11 and United Airlines Flight 175, crashed into the North and South Towers, respectively, of the World Trade Center complex in Lower Manhattan. Within an hour and 42 minutes, both 110-story towers collapsed. Debris and resulting fires caused a partial or complete collapse of all other buildings in the World Trade Center complex, including the 47-story uh, 7 World Trade Center tower, which we will talk about, hmm. as well as significant damage to 10 other large surrounding structures. 
I was pretty impressed that my son, who's 11, we were talking about it because they talk about it in schools, you know, around Patriots Day. And one of their things now is like, ask your parents where you were on this day, you know, and that sort of thing. And so uh, I was listening to him in school and they were talking about it. And one of the kids said that because the teacher was showing the um, the images like we saw on the news that day of the planes going into the buildings. But we live in San Diego and we don't really fathom just how big these buildings are. So one of the kids was commenting, there's no way that that's a commercial airline or a commercial airplane. It's just too small, you know, with regards uh-huh. to the building. And Parker was like, well, you do understand that they're on an acre. Like it's an acre per building there. Like it's huge. And I was like, wow, dude, I had no idea. Where he gets that from. <laughs> I can't imagine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, dude, I didn't. I didn't know you knew shit. Cool. <laughs> He's a smart kid. Full show. Yeah. Um, a third plane, American Airlines Flight 77, was crashed into the Pentagon, which is the headquarters of the U.S. Department of Defense, for those living in the core of the Earth, <laughs> <laughs> in Arlington, Virginia, which led to a partial collapse of the building. The fourth plane, United Airlines Flight 93, was initially flown towards Washington, D.C., but crashed into a field in Stony Creek Township, Pennsylvania, um, after the passengers jumped the hijackers, which we'll get to that. <clears throat> yeah, so. which is just total heroism. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, here we go. So, the biggest one we always hear, uh, the World Trade Center. We're going to start there. Two planes okay. hit two towers. One of the most persistent claims is that the plane couldn't have caused the Twin Towers to collapse. The first jet hit the North Tower between the 98th and 94th floors. The second jet hit the South Tower between the 87th floor and the 84th floor. Eyewitnesses reported seeing major damage to both lobbies of the Twin Towers. So the planes hit 90 floors up. Why was Mm -hmm. there so much damage on the ground floor? The possible explanation is that there was a secondary explosion set further down on purpose. Hmm. This is from the collectiveevolution.com, which is kind of a conspiracy theory site. But I thought this was interesting enough to throw in. This is from the structural engineer of the World Trade Center. He says Hmm. the towers were built to withstand a Boeing jet. Matter of fact, it could probably sustain multiple impacts of jetliners. Like a pencil puncturing a screen netting. Well, I mean, he designed it. So I obviously he's a smart guy and he knows what he's talking about, presumably. Right. But there's a big difference between theory and practicality. So, like, it's possible that all the numbers line up to where that should not happen. But is it possible that, you know, the wind was hitting just right? There was enough, you know, you know, all those little things that that matched up. Well, I'm going to yeah, tell you like, why, why it's been debunked. Oh, well, shit. I should have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Popular Mechanics did this whole thing in 2005 where they debunked all the major ones. So I used them mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the official Nation- National Institute of Standards and Technology, which is NIST. NIST. That's for further... <laughs> 
when I decide to say that. Um, investigation into the towers collapses. Why are you laughing? Because I just said NIST, because that's the acronym. NIST. I don't know. NIST is a NIST. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jen thinks it's funny. We're going to go with it. Okay. So NIST investigated into the towers collapse, found that the planes had caused considerable damage to both buildings. Utility shaft systems, as as they slice through the towers, this allowed jet fuel to pour down the elevator shafts. The oh. fuel ignited, leading to raging fires gushing down the shafts. Many elevator cables were cut and braking systems disabled on impact, causing the elevators to crash to the ground, smashing open lobby doors on impact and sending jets of burning jets, jets of burning fuel into both lobbies. These explosions. What did I? What? Yeah. Like when it when they came down and the elevators crashed to the floor, it probably blew open the doors. It did, and I was mis- I was I was on the wrong sentence. These explosions, <laughs> these explosive jets caused considerable damage and set many people on fire. So something that um, a lot of the witnesses saw. One of the first cameramen there, uh, Jules Nodet. Sounds like it says Nodet. <laughs> mm-hmm who was one of the first on the scene in the lobby, that's what he encountered. And he was one of the ones that said, why was the lobby on fire? People were on fire. Gotcha. It totally makes sense that it would come well, not down to mention, shop, blow it open. Totally makes sense. Not to mention the fucking trauma that your brain can't understand. You know, what? like you're seeing something and you're like, what the fuck am I seeing? So then when you recall it later... You could probably be like, well, why the fuck was it on fire? You know, that's right. a really good point. And, and your brain is so traumatized. Story down to the the lobby. That's a mm-hmm. that's there's 90 stories in between that. So yeah, I totally get that. Like, why were the lobbies? And I'm like, oh well, that well, makes sense. Totally weren't makes they sense. Only I say only like 110 stories. Yes, they were both 110. So stories. it was basically from the top. Yeah. The elevators went basically from the top all the way to the bottom Correct. at like terminal velocity fucking yes. speeding through. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So um, the other big um, theory is that the towers were brought down by controlled demolition. So many what? skeptics. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. That like who fucking believes that they're going to they're going to demolish it with fucking. 20,000 people in those buildings? Yes, just to start a war. Just Jesus. so they can go, I don't know. So I don't, they can go It's I don't so know they what, can go get oil. Yeah. Cuz that's what everybody thought Bush was doing was to start the war on terror so that he could get the oil and get back at Saddam Hussein. Insane. <laughs> Insane. Insane. So uh, so many skeptics point to the to film of mysterious puffs of smoke coming from each of the floors of the towers as they collapsed. These puffs of smoke are seen as proof that the building was brought down by the setting off of explosives that had been drilled into the columns of the tower prior to 9-11. So here's the debunking. There are two problems with this theory. Firstly, no credible report, credible report has ever emerged of any demolition team going in and drilling holes in the columns. Like, like you said, there's like 20,000 people in this complex and nobody saw a demolition team come in and like 
plant all these? You wouldn't have to. They would come in from the bottom. (laughs) They would go go in underground. They would drill holes. They would be wearing telephone wire, telephone company jumpsuits. Right. Like you see in a, in a movie and they're just going to plant things and no one's going to question it. Like, okay. Let me think 2001. Or also that none of the people who actually did it, there's not like, you remember, um, I forget what they're called. The Marconi scientists, you know, that you covered. Yeah. Don't you think there would be something similar that like 20 or 30 people just randomly died that all worked for some department? Because right. otherwise, somebody's going to come forward and be like, yeah. Right. Somebody I, saw I was, something. Yeah. Yes. Um, secondly, the Twin Towers contained an enormous quantity of air. So as each floor gave way and collapsed down on one another, the air was instantaneously compressed and had to go somewhere. So while it may look like a series of small explosions occurring in the building's collapse, it was actually just the air mixed with the tones of pulverized concrete that was expelled outwards as as each floor collapsed which it does make sense yeah something comes down it's gonna keep i don't know why i'm doing hand motions you can't see me (laughs) but i can but you can (laughs) just being a random weirdo look like i'm doing baby shark well i i just realized with myself (laughs) i keep saying uh yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm some sort of authority. Sure, I buy that. Like I, <laughs> I know nothing about anything. So I, I had to try to layman terms this because some of it got so over my head. I was like, okay, I got to put this in real people speak because I'm confused. Mm-hmm. So I have to do it for myself. It's not really my listeners. It's for me. <laughs> yeah, and me. So, <laughs> so the most well-known. Okay, so now we're on um, the World Trade Center Tower Seven, which I remember I. I didn't remember. I spoke of previously. (laughs) It collapsed. I think it was seven hours after the towers, which I wrote my notes. Yes, it was. So this is the most well-known conspiracy theory. So this building was kind of behind the twin towers, kind of between them. I should say it was 47 stories and it fell seven hours after the twin towers. The -hmm. conspiracy theory suggests that the collapse of the building was not caused by the plane attacks but by explosives that were already installed in the towers by demolition crews, kind of like we talked about with the towers. Because mm-hmm. basically it looked like a controlled demolition, like you'd see when a Vegas casino goes down. Have yeah. you ever seen one of those? I have, but, I mean, it's still demolition. I mean, that's a controlled demolition. There is explosives, but this was a – it's the same thing, a different intention. There was an right. explosive, and it took the building down – just not controlled. And I'll get to the steel. I know people are like, but the steel, the hot steel, we'll get to that. So I'm telling you that to the people that are listening. We'll get okay. to that. Okay, so FEMA had originally stated that there wasn't much damage to Tower 7, but they actually hadn't seen the inside because the towers collapsed. They didn't, they weren't able to go up and investigate it within the seven hours before it collapsed. So it might have mm-hmm. looked like it was fine, but they don't know what happened, what was on the other side, you know, because everything was chaotic. Mm -hmm. So here's the debunking. So as the North Tower collapsed, considerable amounts of debris smashed into the south face of Tower 7, effectively like scooping out 25% of the building from the ground to the 10th floor. Oh. So you, you completely weakened the building's structural integrity. 
Right. Multiple fires also started as a result of the collapse. Um, on the fifth floor, it raged for seven solid hours before it actually collapsed. So these fires were just continuously burning for mm-hmm. hours and hours. Um, the collapse added to the steel was weakened by the hours of the fire. And I know, I, I don't know, I don't know anything about demolition, <laughs> but I wrote, I know <laughs> that the building collapsed looks suspiciously like controlled demolition, but it can be explained um, just by the how it was compromised. First, the east and the west sides gave, and then it just like pancaked to the ground. So it kind of looked like a demolition as each floor collapsed would collapse the next floor. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it would get heavier and heavier and collapse it at a faster rate. Yes. See, you get it. Yeah. So, okay. Physics, guys. Physics. Physics. (laughs) Back to the burning jet fuel cannot melt steel. That has been one of the biggest things by... I guess a lot of people come out that are demolition guys or engineers. So here's, here's some facts for you. The melting point of steel is 1,510 degrees Celsius. The temperature Whoa. at which jet fuel burns is between 426 Celsius and 815 Celsius. Why are we doing Celsius? Because we live in America. I have no idea, honestly. I couldn't tell you what the Fahrenheit is. I was going to look it up, and I didn't because I'm lazy. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Wait, what did she say? A thousand what? So, um, the steel? It's 1510, 1510. Okay. So, 1510 degrees Celsius is 2750 fucking degrees Fahrenheit. Woof. That's wow. like. Wow. That would instantly just melt a human being like it would be over there's there would be like nothing isn't it like nearly 3000 degrees for cremation sure that sounds right yeah that's not a layman thing that people know i don't know that off the top of my head (laughs) um now the temperature like i said that which fuel burns is only 426 celsius to 815 so that is a lot less than steel melting right so, obviously, burning that's jet fuel seven, cannot melt steel. Yes, that's oh. 798 degrees Fahrenheit, by the way. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Just. So, physics, right? It can't melt steel. It's not hot enough to melt steel. Right. So, let me debunk this for you. All right. So, a fire fueled by burning furniture, curtains, blinds, chairs, computers, and a lot of paper could have burned hot enough to warp steel. There are estimates from NIST, as Jen calls it. Okay. I wanted to clarify this real quick. Okay. Um, The cremation temperature, I'm also now on, if I wasn't before, the FBI and the NSA and the CIA's fucking terror watch group or whatever the fuck it is now because (laughs) I'm Googling all this shit. Um, But it's... 1800 degrees Fahrenheit to cremate a body. Oh, wow. So that's so fucking Fahrenheit. Okay. 50% higher than the, what it takes to do a cremation. Ooh. That's insane. You're such a true crime person. It's such a true crime thing <laughs> to do. Okay, so here you are, you're burning all this stuff the furniture, the computers, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, gonna, it's hard enough to warp steel. Okay. So, there are estimates from NIST 
that certain pockets of fire burned at 1,000 degrees Celsius. Steel weakens at 593 degrees Celsius, which would cause a steel beam to lose about 50% of its strength. So if it was heated at 1,000 degrees Celsius, steel would lose 90% of its integrity, causing the steel to warp and buckle. Wow, okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to melt. It just needs to buckle, and it can't hold the weight. Right. That's all it needs. And also, I mean, you know, you were talking about burning all the paper and the computers and all of that sort of stuff, but also that wind that was coming down from, like, the elevators and that sort of thing. And, you know, when you put wind on a fire, it makes it hot. Yeah, it makes it hotter. So, yeah, those would get really hot. Yeah. Like, that... That makes enough sense for me. Like, I'm I'm okay with that theory because I get that. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't break it and melt it doesn't mean it doesn't warp it and it can't handle it. It ruins the integrity. Yeah. Which is my new word I'm going to use anytime I'm talking about something structural. Integrity. <laughs> um, okay. So, now we're going on to the Pentagon attacks or attack. So, mm-hmm. how can a 125-foot plane cause just a 16 foot wide hole a lot of people think a missile hit it or not okay. a lot of people the conspiracy theorist is that it, right we hit it with a missile and mm-hmm. we just pretended it was a plane because you know it's big old cover-up mm-hmm. so a boeing 757 airliner is 125 feet wide and 155 foot long but the hole in the pentagon left and was an entry hole of just 16 feet across and an exit hole of 12 feet Due mm-hmm. to the dimensions, a lot of people have suggested it was a missile. So let's debunk it. Okay. Flight 77 didn't leave a 125-foot plane-shaped hole <laughs> in the building. Because it's not the fucking wily Coyote? Right. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> the first thing I thought of, too. It was like Bugs Bunny. Absolutely. Um, um, blah, blah, blah. You cut me off in the middle of a sentence, and then I'm always Sorry. like, wait, let's start. It's not your fault. <laughs> It's like I never know where to go from there. Okay, so the 125 plane-shaped hole in the building is accounted for by the fact that one of the plane's wings disintegrated when it hit the ground before impact, and the other wing sheared off on impact, being of too lightweight a construction to penetrate a reinforced concrete wall, which is the Pentagon. I was going to say, the Pentagon's not made of paper. Like, it's no. the fucking Pentagon. There's going to be... to sustain this. Like, isn't that's it why like the Pentagon, Pentagon... Yeah, isn't it like five foot uh, thick yeah, like concrete? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's meant to take damage. That's why yes. it's built the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's the whole fucking point of the goddamn Pentagon. Um, the C-ring impact exit hole was, in fact, 12 feet wide, not <laughs> feet wide. What? What I don't know. That just sounded really dirty, and I just got a giggle out of it. You know what? I haven't had dinner, and I'm sitting here chugging wine listening to this. Every time you laugh, I'm like, what did I pronounce wrong? Like, I no. think I can pronounce C-ring. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. Nope. Okay. It's just I'm in my head. Sorry. Continue with your C-ring. <laughs> That's what they all say. Um <laughs> The hole was, in fact, 12 feet wide, not 16 feet, and was most likely caused by the aircraft's much sturdier landing gear punching its way through the building, which makes mm-hmm. sense that the landing gear would be able to take a little bit more. Yeah. Um, okay, so where's the debris? Apparently, which I get that. I've seen some of the footage. I've watched Loose Change. It's a documentary on Netflix or Amazon. Maybe it's on Amazon. 
Hmm. Um, one of it is like there's not a lot of debris from a plane. Okay. So this is actually directly disputed by eyewitnesses who were the first to respond. Uh, one of them was the CEO of KCE Structural Engineers, um, Alan Kilsheimer. He says he was the man that found Flight 77's black box recorder, as mm-hmm. well as holding sections of the plane's tail in his hands, observing oh, wow. that the wing impact mark on the side of the building before a large section of the Pentagon's outer wall collapsed. He saw bits of body parts scattered around the crash site, oh, as well as God. crew uniforms, passenger clothing, you know, from their suitcases. Mm-hmm. Also, most of Flight 77 ended up inside the Pentagon, not outside. Oh, right, because it went through and then it, it yeah, it left yeah. a trail through the yes. Pentagon before it exited, exited, excited, before it excited. It got excited. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually, I believe this one up until on, honestly pretty recent, which I'm sorry, I'm a bad person. And I don't mean to be. But hey, when we know better, we do better. So you just didn't know better. <laughs> You're such a mom. <laughs> Um, okay, so with Flight 93, which is the one that, that crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. was brought down by a jet fighter. I believed, I'll be honest, I thought it was great that they made up the story that these heroes took down the plane so no one else would get killed because I heard about the Twin Towers. I always believed that we really shot it down. We just gave them that story so they would look like heroes and we didn't look like assholes. Okay. Because I would understand if we had to shoot it down because... There is rumor that Cheney, because it was the fourth flight, everything else had already crashed, but it was so fast and no one but what's, was gone. There, wasn't there other airliners in the sky at that time? I mean, how would they know? Yes. Was Were those the only four that left? Like, was it LaGuardia? Not at all. Or, okay. Um, it was Boston. Um, two of them left. Oh, right. Logan. One was Dallas from Washington, D.C., and then one was um, Newark. Which I should I have known it was work. Boston. My parents were supposed to be on a flight from Boston to San Diego that morning because they were so, visiting my brother in boarding school in New Hampshire, I think. So they got stranded and then they had to rent a car because they stopped all air traffic. Yeah. Right. And so they had to rent a car. And by the time they made it to, I want to say like Tennessee or Texas, then they were allowed to get on a plane. But wow. Yeah, it took him a couple days to get back. Jimmy, my friend Jimmy, was on a plane going to Europe. Like they had, um, they had just been dropped off. They were on the plane when everything started happening. So they actually turned around and came back to San Diego, and they had to wait a month before they could do their European vacation. Oh no! Um, I mean, minor inconvenience, but it's still right. I mean, honestly, (laughs) yeah, Um, better than the other option. I did kind of believe this one because it, it makes sense because we mm-hmm. would have started shooting them down to avoid you know maximum impact you know kill a few to save a lot well I was gonna say I'm happy to hear that this is the one that you were siding with because you were siding with the side of the government trying to protect versus the one where we're trying to instigate a war but absolutely I yeah I think they were my whole thing was was because there were no fucking cell phones then that could reach planes to the ground. Yes, they had satellite phones on the plane. Like, I remember some of those phones being on there. Wait, why couldn't people, you? 
we just we don't have the technology now. If we're up on a plane, can you call your kid from a plane on your own cell phone? I'm I don't know. I've never done it because you're supposed to put your plane your your phone <laughs> in airplane yes, mode. Yes, you are. But <laughs> so I don't know. But it doesn't. You can't. Reach. No. Why? I don't. I don't know. Don't your why. phones go doesn't... on satellite? Isn't I mean it's not like a satellite, no, a real satellite, satellite phones. Phone. We're cellular. We have our our towers. You know. Our little tree towers. So the towers are just too small. Well, how do you get on the internet then? Because the Wi-Fi reaches. Wi-Fi. Can't you make an internet I call don't then? No. God damn it! I just said they had satellite <laughs> phones. I don't know. Well, we had the internet back in 2001. I'm pretty we sure. Did. But they were using the satellite phones, and they cost a lot of money. You had to put your credit card mm-hmm. through. And I just didn't believe like that many planes had them. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool that they did that for the people. But I've heard enough of the family members and the messages that were left from the families that mm-hmm. I do believe they did call them and tell them what they were going to do. And then there's black box recordings supposedly where you can hear in the background, like we're going to bust through. Okay. But also and take if I'm down. on that, if I'm on that flight, and I have a credit card with me, I would for sure just swipe the credit card on, because the, they used to have them, you know, they have them on the back of the of the seats. Seats, yes. The satellite. Right. I would swipe my credit card and be like, whoever fucking wants to use it, use it, because oh, yeah. I'm well, not going to have to pay the bill. do that. I mean, yeah. Right. Absolutely. But that's what I mean. So what, how, what, I'm, I guess I'm not understanding why you think that they wouldn't use it. Because every time I read something, it was always like, oh, they called on their cell phone. And I'm like, that's not true. Cell mm. phones, we don't have the capability now to do that. So I we see. certainly didn't have it then. You know, this is 19 years before. We didn't do text messaging yet. Okay, my, no second, my second question is um, how low were they at the time? Because if they were low enough, they might be able to make a cellular call because they're not flying at altitude of 30,000 feet. You're absolutely right. That's funny. Once again, Nick brought that up when I was talking to him about it Friday. He said, but have you ever tried like right before you land to try to make a call and you can actually call somebody or text somebody? You know, you get your text messages as you get Mm -hmm. closer. Everything's like lit up all blah, 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 bing, bing, bing. Everyone's phone go off. I thought that was because everybody was taking it off of airplane mode. Yeah, right. Because I'm a rule follower. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. I am too. (laughs) But they were way up there. And do we know that they knew they were being hijacked at the time? How did they know that the World Trade Tower or um, the World Trade Center had already been hit? Because they said that's when they realized. How would they get that news up there? If it wasn't the pilot. But what's the timeline here? I'm missing okay. the timeline because I'm if I glad, call. I'm glad you asked because I have okay. the timeline. I printed it out because I know you. Okay. I, I was you. just wondering, like, if I called you, I was on a plane, right? And I and I hear this stuff and, like, we're going to die, right? There's, like, more than turbulence. I feel everything's going down. And I call you and I say, I'm so sorry I'm not going to be able to continue our podcast because I'm about to die. What if you said, like, I just fucking saw an airplane hit the World Trade Center. Like, there's, you know, then you get that information. Okay, so let me give you the times. Um, 
At 7.59 a.m., American Airlines Flight 11 hit... Nope, that's wrong. That's I was going to say, is this Pacific sorry, time? Sorry. Okay. No, this right. is... Um, I'm sorry, that's when they got on the plane. I want to see when okay. they hit. East Coast time. 8.46 is... Yes, this is, is all East Coast time. Okay. Well, 8.46 is... Um, it is. It's East Coast when, time. I think when the first plane hit, right? 8.4... Or th- was it the second one? I just know the moment of silence. You know, they do like 8.46 and then... Yeah. Uh, okay. I can't remember the other one. So it... 842. God damn it, Aaron. Get your shit together. Okay. 846, Flight 11 crashes at the north face of the first tower, North Tower. That's the okay. first one. Flight 175 hits the South Tower at 902. Yes. Can confirm because the lady that I do a story on, they talk about 175 and she was in the South Tower. Oh, okay. Ooh, so. interesting. 937. Okay. This is why I'm all confused. At 9.28 is when Flight 93 is hijacked. So that's the one going towards Pennsylvania. But Flight 77 crashed at 9.37 into the Pentagon. So all three planes had hit by 9.37, but Flight 93 got hijacked at 9.28. And they crashed at 10.03. Okay, so they did have time to talk to people on the ground and have them tell them... They had about 25 minutes. Gotcha. A half hour. Yeah. Well, also, oh, no, because the, (laughs) I was going to say, also, the pilots are probably talking to ground control like a fucking idiot, but they're not because they're suicide people. We could totally go into that because they have a really detailed timeline on Wikipedia that is super fascinating. Like, it literally goes It's really long. It's like minute by minute, but it's like when they found out this one was hijacked, when they found out this one, like it's, it was so. Well, that's got to be a good timeline because I understand everybody thinks Wikipedia is just anybody writing any information. However, I have, um, I went to a boarding school that was a therapeutic boarding school and those are all in the news right now because of Sidu and Paris Hilton and all of that shit. And I probably, we should cover yeah. that in a podcast, but you should. But the point is the boarding school that I went to was an offshoot of Sidu school. I keep getting, cause I'm, I'm on this um, Facebook group called I survived cascade school. So Sidu has a Wikipedia page and cascade does not. So I get, you know, all these threads of people talking about why Cascade doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but it's because you have to have so many um, confirmations, you know, second and third confirmations of facts and you have to submit them all. That's why there's like 47 footnotes at the bottom of each Wikipedia page. And those, those have to be investigated, which is why you should always donate your $3 a year to Wikipedia. And I do. I do. So, yeah. But so, I mean, the school that I went to doesn't have a page because they can't get that many records because once the school was shut down because too many people sued, the records, the records were all gone. So I I do hold, after I learned that story about my boarding school, because that's firsthand knowledge, I kind of hold Wikipedia a little bit higher than I did before. So if it's the, if it's that uh, timeline. There has to be other things that confirm it. Well, I got 
I don't know. I think it's the Time Newsweek. It's a book on on 9/11. All the because that's kind of what started like CNN and the whole 24-hour news channels, and they started running the tickers below. That all started on 9/11. Not CNN and like entirety, but the whole 24-hour news network, the whole tickers that you see on the bottom. Mm-hmm. That all started 9/11. Like they have a breakdown about what when the networks first discovered it, and on and on and on. And if you ever want to hear a super, like, chilling um, scenario, Howard Stern was live at that time, and he he's out of New York. They saw all this happening, and they were recording live. And wow. they're telling you as things are happening and before they evacuate. And uh, the producer, Gary, actually said, I wonder if it's a terrorist attack. Maybe it's Osama bin Laden. And this was oh, after geez. only the first plane hit. Yeah. But if you ever want to hear it, because they stay on the air as long as they can, and it's truly because you know the outcome, mm-hmm. it's really, really interesting. And they play it every 9-11 on the Howard Stern show. So Interesting. I did not know that. It's really, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. Um, so anyway, so I apologize. I think it's awesome that there were true heroes out there, and I never meant to take anything away from them. Mm-hmm. But you only have the information that you had. I mean, once I you learn right. information, you can change your opinion. That's completely respectable. I mean, I think everybody should do that. You get more information. You understand what's going on. You can change your mind. You don't have to Absolutely. stick it. Yeah. And a lot of it was because of the whole cell phone thing. I was like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But that's I am wrong. So I want to – They they all – they're, they're true heroes because they were probably heading towards the White House or the Capitol is what the two um, scenarios are that they were probably I heading mean, to. they weren't going to their destination. No, they so weren't. So anything they were other not than going that. To San Francisco, and that was their destination. They weren't going there. Yeah, anything other than that. And that's the, chill, the most chilling thing to me is that they took these flights that had the most fuel to make the biggest explosion. And it's like those people are you don't make that trip every day. You know, those are people who are going places, visiting family, going on business trips for a while. Like there's a lot of emotional stuff already to be like, okay, I got to go on this long trip, you know? And like, you're already thinking like, oh, I just said bye to my kids and my, my husband or wife or whatever, like, or my friends and family. And it's, it'll be fine because I'll be back in a week, you know? And listening to some of the, the scenarios from, you know, one guy like called his wife and like left a voicemail and one, you know, called his dad and twice he's like, you know, he called his dad, told him what was happening. I think that's when his dad said about the World Trade Center. And then he called back and said, Dad, we're going to take down the plane. I'm probably not going to make it. Oh. And then like all this stuff in the background's going on and then it hangs up like you hear like a scream and uh it's Jesus. Awful. Well, um, and there's, I mean, could you imagine a more helpless feeling than getting a call from someone who knows they're going to die in any situation? Oh, and it's your, it's Airplane your, it's or your not. kid, like, it's your husband, yeah. it's your son. Yeah. I mean, it's somebody really important to you because their last phone call is to whoever they love most, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so. or whoever comes up first in their contacts. Let's not be... Right. I mean, right. if it was back in the day, you might not know everybody's phone number, so it's not panic, upset some right. people. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's someone who's very close to you, who's who you're you're thinking of, 
I want to communicate with them because either they are my most important person or they have connections to all my important people. And I want to get right. my message across. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's really Definitely. nobody's calling their fucking tax accountant. Like, no, nobody is. So the reason why the series was even out there, there's a couple reasons. I didn't go into the NORAD reasons and that Dick Cheney at the time, there were all these military um, fight drills going on. And like all, everybody was participating in it. Like it was kind of a strange day because they were all participating in these drills. And there were huh. really only 19 jet liners that were protecting our country at that time because so many others were doing drills. Was it, uh, I know they have the uh, pack rim here off of our coast every year for the Navy and stuff. Was right. it something like that, similar, yeah. like a war game type yes, thing? Yes, absolutely, war games, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Um, most of it was against Russia, I believe, that mm. that was the scenario playing out. Um, but, but they I were so sophisticated. Yeah, I mean, they were so sophisticated, These terror, this terror group that they probably had eyes and ears in any sort of military, you know, I mean, Maybe. if you, if you were watching anyone in the military, they don't hide it that they're doing those kind of things. Like we once several years ago watched a dog because um, we were helping, we signed up for the military that if somebody gets deployed, we would watch their dog for, you would sign on for a year and then, you know, it was however long it was, but both the husband and wife were in those pack rim games oh. or whatever. So they were gone for three months. And so they brought their kids to like Florida or somewhere on the East coast and then flew back and did this training, but there was no one for the dog. So we took this dog for a couple months while they were doing that whole thing. So they told us what they were doing. And so I don't think it takes a huge intelligence network to understand, right. like, people are going to be fucking busy. Like, this is, you know. The thing is, I couldn't find, at least not in the time frame I had, enough to cover that side of it. Because mm -hmm. when I get towards the little random theories, that one's in there. And I just, I couldn't piece enough together to give you a educational, I guess, yeah. story. I didn't want to go there if I couldn't totally understand it and fulfill everything so i didn't right um but i will get into a, a few when, when i do the rando facts because this is there's only a couple of big debunkers left so right. the reason why flight 93 um being shot down by our jet fighters is because a small white aircraft was witnessed flying over the flight 93 crash shortly after the plane crashed and many people believe that it was deliberately shot down by the U.S. Air Force. So here's the debunk to that, that they saw the small white aircraft. It was a crop duster because you're in fucking Pennsylvania. You know, you're not far off. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. Actually, while it was indeed the case that several eyewitnesses saw this white plane right after Flight 93 went down, it was a Dassault Falcon 20 private jet operated by a North Carolina company called VF Corp. The plane was already making its descent into another airport. When it was asked by the Federal Aviation Administration, so the FFA, FAA, mm -hmm. yeah. um, was asked to investigate the area shortly. FAA, all of the AAs? 
Yes, the FAA. Um, they asked, can you can you fly over this and see if you see anything? Because we lost it off radar. Wait, and a regular commercial company's private jet was asked to fly over a downed airplane. They were already there out in the area and they lost all visual or radar. Mm-hmm. So they asked, can you kind of fly over this area and see if you see anything? Could you imagine prepared? you could be fucking flying that plane directly into another plane's path? If you've lost communication, you have no idea where the fucking plane is. Could you fly over in this area where we lost communication with the plane that's flying in that fucking area? Well, that's insane. They did. So sorry. That does um, not. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> I hope I'm never on a plane that that happens to. Jeez, someone has very. <laughs> very vocal about this don't I told you I didn't have dinner I've got wine on an empty stomach watch out (laughs) don't take Jen away from her flight pattern all right she's going somewhere don't deviate she doesn't like it don't don't be circling for three hours (laughs) don't yeah just take me to where I want to go and that's it so the Falcon 20 did so as they were asked and they descended from 3,000 feet to about 1,500 feet where it spotted spotted a large hole in the ground and a large amount of smoke. After reporting its findings to the FAA, the plane landed at the airport as it was planned. So they did see hmm. it. So that was the white plane they think everybody saw right afterwards. Okay. And like I said, it's a jet. It's a company jet. So I get how you could see it was a military jet. You know, who knows? If you're not a military, who the fuck knows? I don't know. Well, also, if it's an airplane... You don't know if it's military or private. I mean, it's well, a, unless you know how to read the tail numbers, you right, have no you know? idea. So the other one for Flight 93 was if Flight 93 crashed into the ground in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, why was there debris and human remains floating in the Indian Lake some six miles away from the crash? That proves that the plane was already breaking apart before it fell. So that's why they say oh. that it was shot out of the sky because six miles is kind of a lot. So here's the debunking on the whole six mile body parts. It has never been proven that any human remains were found in Indian Lake. It is indeed true that light debris, such as scraps of metal and paper, were found in the lake, but that can be explained because, you know, it's really only two miles from the crash site and it. 12 mile per hour northeast winds, something that light could totally float into the air. So that's yeah. not really suggesting. I mean, it. also, though, if you're going at 300 miles an hour, six miles is nothing. I mean, it's seconds when you're right. in the plane. That's why we can get from the west coast to the east coast in six hours. Like, because right. you're going Four fucking hours, fast. really. If you're going yeah. straight. So I could see how, you know, even if it, it if it's starting to break apart, those loose bits could be six miles away. So these are my, I call them super rando theories. Cool. Because some of these are just stupid, like this one. The planes were holograms. All the planes that we saw, it was all hologram. Okay. Oh, my God. And all those people's families are oh, just we'll, we'll get there. actors. So, among the most absurd claims by conspiracy theorists, including saying the planes were not real, 
They suggest that the planes that hit the Twin Towers and the Pentagon were missiles surrounded by holograms that were made to appear like planes. However, this is a popular theory. I don't think it is. It fails to take into account the missing planes, the passengers, and the hijackers. Because that's a lot of people to get in on your conspiracy. Like, hey, you got to mm-hmm. pretend you've been dead for the rest of your life. Okay? Yeah. And get your family members in it and your friends and all thousand of them. Mm-mm, I don't buy it. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Is that um, why we're like so many trillions and trillions of dollars in debt? Because the only way I would do that is if it was like, okay, you have to give me like $100 million. And you, I have to be able to give this to my family at some point. Like, well, and you can't. I'm never gonna pretend to my family that I'm dead if I'm not. No, like, could you I'm not imagine do that to them the devastation? Right. Yeah. Never. Like, but so that's but just dumb. You could. Well, no, you couldn't even do that. I was gonna say maybe you could say you were in the witness protection program. But all these people are really like they're in There's the survivors network and all of that stuff. Yeah. Cause like it's not they even, they disappeared. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, there's no way that's, that's no. way too many people in on it. And I would um, like to think as, f- I mean, the government has not given me any reason to think, but I would like to think that they are smarter than that than to right. come up with the ploy Absolutely. to get oil in fucking Saudi Arabia. Like it's gotta be a better way. Yeah, can um, we just go nuke the shit out of them or something? Like, So this one, actually, I think I saw it on Loose Change Part 2. And I also read this on, like I said, that, that conspiracy site. I, I said it earlier, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was an insurance scam. <laughs> so one theory revolves around New York property owner, um, pro- property tycoon, Donald Trump. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my um, God. New York property like, Don't- tycoon. <laughs> Larry I thought of his name as soon as you said New York property tycoon. Me too. I immediately went to Donald Trump anyway. So then when you started, I was he like, get the he fuck out of here. Remember, he saw the whole thing go down and then he went over there and helped and that wasn't true. Yeah, yeah, well, and he knows the whole conspiracy. So they're like, fine, if you keep it a secret, we'll let you be president. Right, we'll let you pretend <laughs> that you were there helping out. We fucking whatever. figured it out. We figured out how Donald Trump Boom. became president right yeah, there. Yeah, so. You want to pay me or I'm going to have to put this out in the <laughs> open. So um, this New York property tycoon, Larry Silverstein, who purchased the entire complex on a nine-year lease six months prior to the attacks. So the deal was worth $124 million, but he said he that he walked away with $4.5 billion after checking out a huge insurance claim following the tragedy. Not only did Mr. Silverstein also reportedly include terrorist attacks in his clause in the new agreement, um, he also said in case there was a jet or an inside job. And that was literally like right before the attacks happened. I would like to know the data on those types of deals that don't have terrorist attacks normal because yeah because a lot of the time like when you do house insurance it's such and such blah 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 and acts of god like we i mean you never know what's going to happen i mean in 1993 the world trade center was attacked by a a car bomb 
Right. So it was already hit by a terrorist attack. So that wasn't exactly that far out. Right. And I mean, hit by a terrorist. The 90s also had Timothy McVeigh. Right. The domestic terrorist. So if I was spending one hundred and fifty or whatever it was, million dollars on a property uh, and it was offered terrorist. I mean, I would want everything like you give me insurance on everything because I'd rather pay 50 grand a month in premiums. And they're going to do all this so he can get rich. Mm -hmm. He's already rich. Right. He's already. (laughs) He doesn't need help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't believe they did it for that. So this is um, the government did it. Conspiracy theories. And Mm. it's so I actually brought this up just for you because you're used to be a banker. So let me tell you people, people out there. So I was in banking before 9-11. I was in banking after 9-11. So when Jen and I were in banking, every time someone started pushing back on the information we needed, <laughs> what did we tell 9/11. them? 9-11. 9-11. Patriot 9-11. 9-11. We were totally, um, who is Griffin's, is it Griffin? Family guy? The Griffin, yeah. Mrs. Griffin or whatever the fuck. What's her name? The red hair. Lori? L- no. Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my brain. Oh, my God. Dewey's mom. Yep. It's um, Margot. No. Uh, mom. No, it's mom. Peter and uh, it's oh Griffin. God. I want to say Kathy name. because I have Kathy Griffin. Okay, I'll Google it. Um, Why do you do these things to me? I know. I'm, this is my life. Um. Oh, my God. Oh my what God, the fuck? Yeah, Peter and Lois. Lois, Lois, good job. Okay, so I I, want to know how this combines to Lois. Go ahead. My point. God damn it, I lost it. What were we talking about? What were we talking about? Patriot Act, 9/11. Oh my God. So Lois Griffin from The Family Guy, she uh, runs for some sort of office. I don't know if it's a council member or like a PTA president. I have no idea what it is. But it's like her versus the alien guy, you know, uh, Brian. I don't even remember who okay. who it is, the dog or the alien. But anyway, um, she's she's told as soon as and it's been probably 15 years since I've seen this episode. So forgive me. But it's like when anybody gets upset or or whatever, if you want to, you know, get it, get a good cheer. It's like, well, we do that because 9 11 go America or yeah, USA or whatever. <laughs> like that was, oh, it. I mean, that's what we did in banking for sure. was just, yes, you know what? 9-11. 9-11. Piss off. If, you're, 9/11. if you don't, if you don't like this, it's because of 9-11. Mm-hmm. So. I and they all back down. Yes, they do. And I didn't know this till today. And now I'm like, Oh, now I don't like this. Uh Oh, well, I don't. So, um, the U.S. Patriot Act was actually written before 9-11. What? Yeah. Not not by much. Just a few weeks before, the Patriot Act was already being written and considered for law. Okay. Well, so here I'm having a whole, like, my brain is breaking from chicken and egg. Like, was Patriot's Day... Because of this law and because the terrorist thing, 
enacted this law or had they been planning on making a day any day Patriots Day like I don't know I don't think the Patriot Day was a thing mm. like I because that actually came way after 9-11 like that was something established I think like maybe three or four years after that we decided to start calling it Patriot Day or maybe it could have okay. been 2002 I'm not gonna lie I don't even remember but I will say um, it totally makes sense the Patriot Act I mean uh, it as far as from a government's perspective, yes, you trade your privacy for protection. I mean, that seems quintessential government. We've been doing it for, I mean, centuries here in America. Like, you give us the information, you give up that information, but in turn, we protect you. So, yeah. I mean, with all of the uh, advances in technology it does make sense that they need a new law to give them more information uh, on and computers and stuff. Just because they already had the Patriot Act, like they were already forming the law, doesn't mean that after September 11th, they didn't include a whole shit ton more. Mm-hmm. True. Um, because it was actually enacted in October 26, 2001. But what, is the, what does the USA Patriot Act stand for? Don't no me, me. Oh, sorry. Do it. Come on, US you're a banker. Patriot Act. What does the USA Patriot Act stand for? What it's an acronym, the entire thing. What is it? No mean? shit. Is it really? Yeah. Protection USA a. Patriot Act. So start oh, with you. USA starts. I thought you meant Patriot. Okay. You would think. Um I don't it's either you United states of america <laughs> and patriot act <laughs> i mean i don't know what is, where does the acronym start here so or you, us do you want me to is it uh, united what the fuck else can you underwear right. i don't know <laughs> you're close it's uniting and strengthening america by providing appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct terrorism fuck they're reaching. The fucking military does a lot of acronyms, right? but that's a fucking reach. I had no idea until I was doing one of those bank tests, you know, we have to take every year. And oh, I was yeah. doing the OFAC one a few years back, and I was like, uh, it's BCG, actually, I think. And I was like, what the fuck? It's an acronym? Even from the USA? Automatically? Yeah. Do you think there's a whole team dedicated to acronyms in the military? There should be. Because I would be great be. at that. I was it is, it's pretty cool. Like, we're going to give you a name, and now you just put things below it. Because they had to start out first with that, right? Oh, and, and you know, acronyms, come on. you know that whole thing is situated like the office. Like, there's some DTD in charge, and everybody else just fucking follows suit. Whatever. We're oh, my do God. It, that's my new life's goal. I'm going after it. So this I'm going to work in the acronym department of the military. This is my very last rando theory. I just, I had to include this one, so I hope it's not too boring to people, but I thought it was interesting. Okay. So, days prior to 9-11, American Airlines and United Airlines had a rise in puts, 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 do you know what a put is in the stock market? Stock market? Yeah. Yeah. So, you okay. put, yeah, you're like a pledge almost, like you're, you're betting that the strike the stock price will fall by a certain date. Mm -hmm. um, a call is if you ex 
the same thing, except that you expect it to rise, the stock to rise and not fall. So on September 6, 2001, the ratio of puts for American Airlines, or was it United? Might have been United. Um, was well, one of them. The put was usually 1.1. It was one, you know, one to one. Well, on September 6th and 7th, it went to 12.1. But, I mean, Mm. the ratio was 1 to 1, and now it's 12 to 1. Yeah, that is bizarre. That's bizarre. And on September 10th, 2001, so the day before 9-11, American Airlines went from a ratio to 1 to 1 to 6 to 1. Okay, but, okay, let's, let's go back real quick to 2001. What was happening? Like, it wasn't an election year. No, Bush is just, this is his first year. Right. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm just trying to. In January. Yeah, I'm just trying to put myself back into that. T- I mean, I was a senior in high school, so I didn't fucking know anything about the world at the time. But thinking of, like, what can cause, I mean, was jet fuel prices on the rise? Like, was it going to be. But, 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 but. It was only United and American Airlines. No other airline. Oh, I see. I see. No other airline. Just those two. And And only those two that were enveloped in these crashes. I would smack you. Yes, they were American and United. I saw your hand rise up. You were going to smack me through the screen, but I had something in my eye, so I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Morgan Stanley and Merrill Lynch also accelerated their investments, speculating a downturn in their value, which they were both very, very invested in the World Trade Center. They both had offices there and and money there. Okay, um, Merrill Lynch, I'll get into that in my story next time. Ooh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, but just so you know, the 9-11 Commission did investigate these rumors and they ruled that it was coincidence and it was not insider trading or anything like that. It was just a coincidence. Well, it's kind of, I mean, we go through this quite a bit in our um, episodes that we do together that when you're Monday morning quarterbacking it, it, it's really easy to be like, Oh, you should have seen, such and such it coincides with this and that but it's like well if this didn't happen the correlation wouldn't mean anything it's not it's the same thing with the military drills they're like it was just coincidence they weren't trying Mm -hmm. to busy the military so we couldn't send them after these planes right it was just a coincidence but it's also i mean i would say someone could have said something right i would say you know Nine times out of ten, when we're talking about things, correlation does not mean causation. Like, it's just it doesn't that, right, it doesn't right. work that way. However, it it could be the opposite way. We weren't busying our troops so that someone could come into our house and fuck us up, but right. they could have known that we were busy so that's right. when they came to fuck us that's up when they planned so, it yeah Absolutely. so it might not be or maybe you know, the terrorists bought all the stocks they put all the puts out there we don't oh, know shit now you're thinking now you're thinking that's smart we don't know who did that there's so many different um conspiracy theories surrounding 
I and think many, many mostly documentaries. Yeah, I think mostly because it's so fucking close to people's hearts. I mean, anyone who lives in New York or lived in New York at yes. this time was affected. New York Absolutely. is very small for how many people there are. It's a very small geographic location. Yes. So I feel like everyone was affected in some way. So, I mean, <clears throat> anyone who doesn't agree with certain facts is going to create some other conspiracy theory. And a lot of them are done out of a good place, you know? I mean, right. like, it's not that everyone's just trying to be out for everybody, but... Right. Um, so we're going to yeah. say bye. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about 9-11 uh, next week, too. So Yes. We'll get to Jen's part. All right. Yeah. Ciao. Be kind. <laughs>